3: Welcome back to Chiefs Training Camp Special. I'm Jay Binkley with the sports machine, Sean Levine. Pete Sweeney editor our chief just joined us a minute ago. Sean and I are the only two guys out here at training camp now because practice is over. The first Saturday practice with everybody, the full squad, over for the first time since 2021. As Pete said, they'll have the pads on Tuesday. So if you're planning on coming to St. Joe and you want to see the Chiefs in the full pads and not just the shoulder pads, and helmet, you can come up Tuesday and see some hitting. I'll tell you this much, Sean. Training camps change a ton, bro. I mean, I'm not going to be old man, get off my lawn back in my day, but we did two-a-days, right? And you hit all the time. Are oh,
0: you going to take us all the way back to River Falls, Wisconsin? We hit the morning.
3: Yes, a River Falls with Marty. Oh, I can go back to William Jewell with Marty. Two-a-days, and they hit all the time. The Oklahoma Goodness. drill, you name it. I even ask these guys, these rookies now, like, they'll say, uh, I hit more in college and high school than in the pros. Well, because obviously you're paying them more. But the NFL's changed with the CBA and everything else about contact and limiting contact uh, with some of the players. But it's more a mental game now. I mean, they'll tell you that too. They said, yeah, this is fine. This is, you know, we get our work in or whatever. The real work happens in those classrooms. When those coaches are looking, you know, they're tired or whatever, and the coach is looking, hey, Levine, tell me what you're supposed to do in this situation. The quarterback it, rolls what? out. Where do you go? I mean, that's the kind of situation you're in. You know, you, All right. We're in a nickel. Where are you lining up in a running situation? They're in an I formation. Where are you going? I mean, that, that's okay. You got to constantly think. And you're you're back in the dorms watching your, your TV or whatever you brought up here with you to training camp. You're studying too or sleeping.
0: Your microwave in the case of Jamal Charles.
3: We're we'll bringing a microwave. Chiefs are one of five NFL teams that are still keeping training camp on the road. 27 NFL teams are keeping training camp at home. So these guys are kind of sequestered up here in St. Joe where everything is football, football, football. Uh, for these guys, but you won't see a ton of hitting at training camp. Like you, I don't know if you used to go, I used to go to Marty's, man. I, mean, I, I used to go to training camp back at Jewel, up in River Falls. I love this stuff, man. You and I before Marty's i even did his job.
0: Who's in Heimer, what's in Heimer, Schottenheimer, Polka. I used to make it out to all those training camps, but St. Joe's got a little bit of a different feel to it, and at least we. And the fans can be here this year because last year it kind of felt like coming off of the Super Bowl championship, we got robbed a little bit, right? It did feel like that. It was supposed to be a big party. We supposed to come stolen. out here at St. Joe. It was supposed to be everybody's in shells and getting their snow cones and using their porta potties and talking about the Super Bowl championship. We didn't get a chance to do that. So I think that that's what everybody is here doing now. They're kind of celebrating and hoping they're going to, you know, hang up another one of those banners this season. Well, the excitement
3: is real. It's palpable for these Chiefs fans coming up here and. As you said, I mean, it kind of felt like they were robbed a little bit last year. And for a lot of people, you know, maybe maybe there's some repeat. They went Thursday, Friday, or today, or whatever. But so for some, it's like their only training camp day they're going to. Yeah, that's why I was hoping, you know, no lightning. I mean, if they're going to plan to come up here and pack those, you know, four kids in the minivan from Johnson County, show them something. But they got to see something today. But at least the parade happened before everything's kind of shut down. But everything, as soon as the parade happened, was like, the, the interview circuit, the dining circuit for guys going around and being, there was actually no distractions for the Chiefs last year. It was kind of a good thing from a football side that they could not have distractions, just concentrate on getting back to the Super Bowl. The Buccaneers are going through this now. You know, they're doing the dining circuit and everything else, talking running their mouths quite a bit. But Chiefs fans, you know, they had limited capacity at Arrowhead. They weren't able to see. It was weird because, Sean, I always said, it's like they shut the country down. Then all of a sudden they start football back up. Because baseball, you couldn't go to it unless you're cardboard. When football started up, it was like there was no preseason, no OTAs, so it's like all of a sudden regular season started. It's like they shut down the season after
0: the parade. Boom, you start the regular season, let's go. I think it's maybe a little bit of a stretch that I'm about to say, but I think that football was almost needed, and that's speaking for myself. Because no, oh, you're speaking for – I think a lot of people. I, mean, I think, And everybody. And not everybody not necessarily, everybody, but everybody loves football, man. Come on. A lot of people because it's it's kind of our escape every single Sunday. You know, it happens once a week. And I
3: 256 regular season games. They got them all in.
0: The NFL did do a good job last year of getting those games in. If you compare them to the other leagues, I mean, look at baseball. You add a runner on second base, an extra inning, seven-inning doubleheaders. We're only going to play 150 games. Basketball, back-to-back years. You go into a bubble. You Still not even playing in Canada and the Blue Jays. All these different random things. Going on football, actually, did the NFL. I'm talking about now because college football is a whole mess of its own, and they were starting in the spring. That was the the roadmap last year of games getting canceled and scheduled on a Thursday. And now Oklahoma's not even in the Big 12, and Texas is in the SEC. They still are technically, but they're probably not long, not not for long. But yeah, it's it's good that it's starting to feel kind of normal. Like, I have to say that St. Joe, what we witnessed here for the last couple of hours felt a lot like it did over you know the last few years where you got the players in shells that's the only thing that i would change is i would make patrick mahomes jersey a brighter version of yellow you know everybody else is wearing either the red or the white depending oh, so on all you'd have his jersey different hennies bro i would let that thing glow you know the baylor a glowing jerseys? mahomes yes and i'm talking about like an actual lighted up jersey and if anybody's got a problem with that text me right now at 913 how about ten care gold 24 care gold jersey he could afford it you know you could afford it. Their yellow jersey. How about make it gold? I have no problem. Spray paint that. fifteen over it? Look, you're it's preaching the, K? you're preaching to the choir here, man. If they would have won the Super Bowl, that's what they should have done. Like you know how the Royals. Like the Royals, of- yeah, Freddy Nights will stay with the gold. But that was just like, you know, gold stitching. They still do it. Yeah, but again, I don't think there's actual twenty four karat gold in there. If the Chiefs are to win the Super Bowl, they should come out next year in gold on gold. It, on you know, gold.
3: It, it, yeah, it's real gold. Why not? No, but it's it's fun, there's a different feel. Training camps are different whenever you came up. But it's a lot of times he drafted. Like, if he drafted offensive linemen, it's not going to be the buzz at camp, so to speak. I remember when Patrick showed up here for his first year behind Smith. And you're like, whoa, this guy's behind Alex Smith. I mean, the coaching staff, they, I give him credit because they, they had the rally behind Alex Smith. That was their starter. And Alex Smith, like that year redshirting from Holmes, in all actuality, helped him out down the road. Learning the game. Sure. Learning from Alex Smith helped him out. But even there's stories of Brett Veach, you know, running back up to the dorms to watch just the damage and carnage he was doing to the scout team homes was. And then there's Derek Johnson and Ali talking about just the dirty things that are illegal in 47 states to the defense in practice.
0: I thought that we probably made too much out of Patrick Mahomes. And when I say I, I'm talking about me and CDOT and you and everybody at the station. And I'm talking about the fan base, too. Everybody made such a big deal about this guy. And I think it was largely because they finally had a quarterback that they traded up to get in the first round. When's the last time that happened? 30 years before. Like they, It's not like they tried and failed and tried and failed. They failed once, and they just stopped trying. Now they went Proven guy that's played the NFL will be our guy. Usually San Francisco backup quarterback. I saw it like four or five times in my lifetime. Bono, Bono DeBerg. I mean, it happened a bunch. And then they finally got their guy. So I feel like everybody, and again, I'm guilty of this. We built him up like he could walk on water, like he could do anything. Like he was going to become the best player in the NFL, and it wasn't going to take him very long. But even when I said it, I didn't completely believe it. I hoped that it would happen. And then it took about two weeks. I remember Patrick Mahomes went out there. I'm not talking about the Denver game. I'm talking about the first time he was the actual starting quarterback for the Kansas City Chiefs for a full season. And he goes on the road against the Chargers. And it's a division opponent. Yeah, it was back-to-back Chargers and Steelers, right? So these first two games are on the road. Four touchdowns. Or first three? Four touchdowns, no picks, on the West Coast, division opponent. And everybody's like, and the Chiefs were a two-and-a-half point underdog. And, okay, all right. that you couldn't it couldn't have been much better. Then he goes to the other coast and gets another future Hall of Fame quarterback. Six touchdowns, no interceptions. After two weeks of being the starting quarterback for the Chiefs, dude had ten touchdowns, no interceptions. I think at that point, everybody went, all right, I'm all in, I'm on board, and everything that everybody's been saying, they should have been saying it more, and they should have been saying it louder. Because Patrick Mahomes is not only the best quarterback in the NFL, I don't even know if anybody's close to him. We can talk about Josh Allen or Lamar Jackson or all these different dudes that you want. I re- even Aaron Rodgers in his older age, and I get it; he's the MVP. I think that it's Patrick Mahomes. He's living on his own island, and then everybody else is miles and miles away, and it's going to be that way for a while, Jay. Oh, no question about it. But even
3: the excitement that Tyree Kill brought up. Remember, I remember when he first came up to camp. Like all these dudes are fast. He was just faster. He's like, whoa. Like they got something more here in the kick returner. I mean this guy is you know, played running back wide receiver at Oklahoma State and West Alabama. He has really transformed himself into a great player, the probably one of the top three in the NFL. But just seeing him, like you can come up here and watch the show. Like if you just want to sit there and watch Mahomes all practice, you'll still have fun. You watch Mahomes and he'll connect, they will. And they'll have fun. It's worth but I remember coming up here to, you know, guys like Eric Fisher with a big conversation, whether he's gonna you know, just just questions about that. No, this is different, man. Like, this is a different feel. You watch the team that's been to two straight Super Bowls. I've watched a million Chiefs training camps, and it was always, this could be the year. This could be the year. But I don't forget losing the playoffs again. But they've gone to two straight
0: Super Bowls. It's like a different feeling when you're watching this team, and they act like it, too. You almost got to convince yourself of how this team's going to lose football games. Like, what's it going to take for the opponent to do? To beat think about, themselves. Think about last year. It took the Chiefs either resting their players. It took Patrick Mahomes playing the worst game of his career by far in the Super Bowl or Derek Harr playing his best. Every other time out there, the Chiefs went out there and won the game. I mean, they're like, what, is it, 32 and 8 or something in the last 40 games? They don't lose a lot of football games, and I think that the bar has been set so high that that's where you want it. I mean, sometimes people in life are scared of expectations, right? You see these goals, and it's like, oh, I'm actually getting pretty close to them, and then you back off. For the Kansas City Chiefs, it's not about winning the Super Bowl anymore. Right when Patrick, when Patrick Mahomes first got here, it's about hopefully he's better than Alex Smith within the next couple of years. We'll talk about five minutes to take him to the AFC Championship game. Next year, win the Super Bowl. Next year, back to the Super With Bowl. With the way Alex Smith was playing and getting MVP run that year, there were people actually saying,
3: should they bring him back another year and set Mahomes? I was like, no, no. no you can't set Mahomes twice. Well,
0: there's people on the opposite end of that spectrum, true, that, that ask, that, remember that Tennessee Titans playoff game? Yeah. They they go, time, what, what are you what, doing? What, what if Mahomes would have played? So yeah, What if games we could play? I'm glad we don't have to anymore. Every, every other fan of every other team pretty much has to play that what-if game for their quarterback. I mean, are you 100% positive that three years from now, Aaron Rodgers will still be in the league? Josh Allen will still be on the up? Lamar Jackson's still going to be healthy? The one commodity that you know, and he's taken care of with money, is Patrick Mahomes. So it's a, it's a pretty good place to be.
3: Patrick Mahomes, training camp number five for the Kansas City Chiefs. How not even going How, how that four. happen? But you can watch this one, and he makes throws that'll make you go. He's like watching fireworks like, "Ooh, wow!" Ooh, you mean you heard the crowd do that? It was like they're watching a fireworks show. Like when he would connect with Tyreek Kill, it's like, "Ooh, wow!"
0: And then there's, of course Chris Jones fired him up. But Chris Jones is the man of the people. I wonder what Patrick Mahomes can do that he hasn't done before. Because it feels like after his first couple of years, it was like, oh, I've never seen that. Then after year three, it was like, oh, his arm's gotten stronger. After year four, he was more comfortable, you know, getting out of the pocket with his leadership skills. What does he add to his game? Because every great player, any sport, doesn't matter what you're talking about, in the offseason, they add to their game. But at some point, could Michael Jordan still add to his game or did he peak? And I'm not suggesting that at 25 years old, Patrick Mahomes is peak, but it's tough to imagine he can be a better version than we've seen the last couple of years. No, I'm with you. It's just, it just, and he's even said,
3: you know, he learns more and more about the game every year. That The year with Alex Smith was huge. I mean, we can say what we want, whether you want him to start or not, but being behind Alex Smith, learn, he, to show the unselfish. like Alex Smith used to have him over dinner. Like Mahomes, Brittany, he'd have him over. Like, the, he was, Mahomes was here to take his job. When draft night happened, he, Alex Smith, you damn know what was going to happen. But he, but he stuck with it, did it. The Chiefs did the right thing. They identified because you don't want to have two guys be the guy. You don't need the gannon Gerback locker room. for 50% on one, won, 50%
0: one the other. So they got to set the stone right there. Oh, Alex Smith's going to end up in the ring of honor. We all love Alex Smith. Thank him for what he's done. But when you talk about Patrick Mahomes, he's on the fast track to Canton. And I think that... He's got a perfect scenario around him right now where he's got Andy Reid, right? He's got Mike Kafka. He's got Eric bien And that's another thing that we probably haven't talked about enough is we talk about all the chemistry and all the guys that are here and the pieces that they've added. Think about the coaching staff.
3: Yeah, well, let's do that next, John. That's a good point by you. Let's uh, let's talk about this coaching staff because Chiefs have something unusual going on in professional sports, and it's really bizarre, to be honest with you. We'll discuss that next.
0: Coverage from training camp with Jay Binkley continues on your official broadcast partner of the Kansas City Chiefs, 610 Sports Radio. We're live from Chiefs practice all summer long, right here on 610 Sports Radio.
3: Welcome back to Chiefs training camp, Jay Binkley, training camp special, Jay Binkley, Sean Levine, the sports machine, Rocco Scarcello producing the operation. We have Pete Sweeney stop by here for a little bit. The editor-in-chief, Arrowhead Pride. Com. Sweeney and the Machine had been way too long, huh? Swing and the Machine had been too long. But now it's Jones and the Machine, Snow Cones.
0: Yeah, I think Tiger he, Blood. I got him Tiger Blood and I got him Grape and I've never seen a smile across his face quite as big. <laughs> Chris Jones, by the way, owes you $7. He does, he does. He,
3: so that's fine. Cody started this whole thing, so actually Cody does. <laughs> Cody started the tradition. Why don't we just give him steak and lobster, Cody? Let's do that next time. Well, actually, we should do that because I'm only up here one more time next weekend for a show. I'll start some kind of tradition now. Give them steak and lobster and everything, and that'll be a tradition that these guys expect it every single day. I think it'd be quite fun.
0: Sounds expensive. Steak and lobster for you and And they don't have it out here. Yeah, no, I don't think so. And they
3: don't have it out here. But anyway, we're up at St. Joe. Chiefs practice commenced. Today it's done. They'll put the day off tomorrow for the Chiefs. They'll practice in full pads coming up. On
0: Tuesday, do you remember again. last call at the bar? I don't know the last time you like shut down a bar at two a.m. or three a.m. If you're in Kansas, that's what, too many times. That's what training camp feels like. Like am I crazier? Where there are thousands of people around us, like there were thousands ago. of people here. Now it's just us. We don't even have the uh, the people mowing because we have practice
3: tomorrow, so they'll probably save a lot of the mowing for tomorrow. It's me, you, and the tackling dummies. Yeah. So basically, yeah, there's a
0: bunch of dummies out here saying with This all so we got.
3: All so we got is uh, dummies. But uh, yeah, I really like this spot too because we can see the linemen whenever they do the one-on-ones. they get the pads. See some Jaren Reed against Joe Tooney, that kind of stuff. Is the
0: sled as hard as it looks? Like, you think if I walked over there and tried to push that thing, I could push it like 10 yards? You, you want to get a little adrenaline going, but yeah, you could. I think you could. I appreciate
3: that. You have to dig in and do it, but it's it's it's. it's but keep in mind, these guys are tired, they're sore everything else. I,
0: I believe you could I didn't say it. I was going to push it across the whole damn field, Jay. Yeah, I said 10 yards. You could probably do it. Thank you. I appreciate your confidence. Honestly, I've seen you at the old combine, the one we had.
3: It wasn't good. I ran the 40 in about 15 minutes. You've seen me. I didn't do it last year. Uh, but they haven't mowed yet. They won't what, you mow today? They'll mow tomorrow. These fields are pristine. It's unbelievable the complex they have up this there. This facility is incredible. Well, one thing we've commented on is, and one thing you've noticed too, Sean, is just how just crisp everything is. It's almost like it's orchestrated. Like these guys... I, I, in the classrooms or whatever, hey, you're doing
0: this drill, then you're doing this.
3: They know exactly where they're going. Do you and remember they, the and they first run year, to it too?
0: Do you remember the first year out here at St. Joe? It felt different. It felt, I'm not saying it was unorganized or anything like that, but and this is what happens when you go to back-to-back Super Bowls and you've got a Hall of Fame coach and a Hall of Fame tight end and the best quarterback in the league. It's going to feel smooth. It's going to feel easy. But yeah, this is a very um, this is a very well-oiled machine out here.
3: Well, i have t- talked about it, Sean, and you brought it up at the coaching staff, like the enemy's back Kafka. The main guys are back. Yeah, Dylan McCullough went to uh, Indiana, and Greg Lewis goes from wide receivers uh, to the running back position. They bring in Bl- Bl- Blameyer to be the wide receiver coach. But Spag's still here. Dave Merritt, Sam Madison for the corners, Matt House, Brandon Davis, same staff. You mentioned coaching trees. You mentioned some good ones, and Bill Walsh, guys that had some success. I'll mention another one Hayden Fry in college at Iowa, because he said he wouldn't hire an assistant unless he thought you could be a head coach. Seriously. And you look at guys who are in the program. They went on to places. Not only went on to places, but turned around. Like Barry Alvarez on staff, turned around Wisconsin. Oh, a Bill Snyder happened to be on that staff, and look what he did at K State. Bob Stoops was on that staff. Remember Oklahoma was had some down years, some crap years, until he got there and rebuilt it back up. Before they jumped the SEC, but they actually had a little bit of downtime there. Bobby brought him right back up. But the bottom line is, uh, Jim Levin, even Dan McCartney, I mean, just guys on the staff baseball we see it all the time. Like Ned Yost, Yo, State Moore, they're part of the Atlanta organization. You know, all those championships, they culminated in one title. You don't see this in the NFL, man. You mentioned Belichick, yeah, like Bill O'Brien, Romeo, Charlie, all these guys left. Josh McDaniel, but they didn't have success. Flores of Miami shows the potential. I liked
0: him last year, he had ten wins Last year. What's my guy's name with the pencil in Detroit? Patricia. Oh, man, he's fired already. Yeah, he's, he he's he actually too.
3: a rocket scientist, too, believe it or not. He really is. That's not a joke. I think that – Looks like Wachowski. This but, is, <laughs> but they all go back. But the bottom line <laughs> is, like, like, I don't know if
0: there's some kind of repellent on the staff. But like, nobody touches them. I don't think it's that because if you think about it, since Andy Reid's been here, they've lost some very important pieces, a couple of offensive coordinators that went on to become head coaches, obviously, with Nagy and Peterson. With Eric Bieniemy, I mean, let's just talk about it. In all likelihood, and I feel like we've been saying this now for the last couple of years, this is it for him here in Kansas City. You would think that if the Chiefs can go back to a third Super Bowl in a row with that guy being the offensive coordinator and having a large hand in the, the, the success, he said, of Patrick Mahomes, that he's going to finally get that opportunity again. We've been saying that for the last couple of years. It's almost like it sucks for Bieniemy personally because obviously – his goal, his dream is becoming become an NFL head coach. But you know what's good for? Me, you, the fan base, Patrick Mahomes, the Kansas City Chiefs. It's one thing to keep most of your players intact. It's maybe just as important, maybe more important, to keep the coaching staff intact. And this is the best coaching staff in the NFL.
3: Kafka's been here and maybe in a different role early with Mahomes. He'll be gone been here. a couple of years too. Bien-Ami, I mean, I, I remember the first time he got it, he played for AD Reed. First day AD he Reid was here in 13, Eric Vietnamese was here as the running back's coach. And that was the most boisterous coach he'd heard. And I remember that day, standing there, just listening to Eric B. bark at the running backs, going, this guy sounds like a head coach. Man. This guy, like, really sounds like a head coach. And then he, every season comes and he gets passed up in the Chargers. He, listen, B. enemy played for the Chargers in the Super Bowl. He knows Mahomes. He knows Reed. Like, for the Chargers, that's still one of the most mind-boggling things beside Orlando Brown coming here from the Ravens. Because when you got to beat the Chiefs, and you want to know what Andy Reid thinks, what Mahomes thinks? Who's more familiar what than you Eric think yeah? Did an Eric Bieniemy over a Brendan Daly, the defensive coordinator from the Rams, would have made more. Like, you're trying to catch this team. That's their
0: problem, though. That's I their know. problem.
3: But you, again, Eric
0: Bieniemy not getting head coach's job became Kansas City's. Plus. I mean, Absolutely. This can be a huge plus for this team. Yeah, this team, if you think about the talent that they have and you think about the coaching stat that they have in tow, I mean, we used to talk about a lot that the Chiefs. And now that they've got that one Super Bowl, they already wear the ring. It's not about one. It's about two, three, four. It's about legacy. It's about goat. It's about being the best of all time. It's about getting a fistful of these things and Hall of Fame and all these different things. That's where they are. It's not, well, a lot of fans think it's Super Bowl or bust. I'd like to meet the fan that doesn't think it's super bowl or bust at this point if you got the best tight end one of the best wide receivers the best quarterback one of the best coaches a really best good coaching defense staff. And the best Let's coaching staff way. why should you have expectations shorter than winning the super bowl and i think that last year when the chiefs lost the super bowl you saw that this isn't just me talking or this isn't just the, the feeling of the city the city was pissed the city was upset it felt almost like a disappointing season when they got to the super bowl and didn't win it Against the best quarterback of all time. But, Jay, yeah, that's a good thing. That's where you want to be in football I mean, and in life.
3: Cough but an arrowhead. That was the boulevard of broken dreams for so long. Until 2014 and 15 when the Royals go to the World Series. Then they hear the Chiefs. We're said, I mean, we like title Town, man. Like, for a lot of people, we call us flyover country, right? Again, if I was mayor, I would mow a middle finger to, for the play, people to play. And they call us flyover country, right? That's what I do. But look look at us. All these championships. That's not including sporting, what they've been able to do. I mean, you win in Kansas City, you got expectations. Like the Patriots, those fans got so used to going to the Super Bowl, they went to nine with Tom and Bill. They got so used to going that when they started saying it wasn't a success when they didn't win the Super Bowl, I was with them. I thought they were being snotty and annoying at first. Then I was like, now it's kinda happened here, I'm kinda like, The right. Like, winning the whole damn thing is what matters. When I watch that NFL Network, i want to see a win, not a loss. I get mad when I see that game now. Do other fan bases
0: hate us already? Yeah, they want to be us. You and, of course, so? the haters are out, man. The haters are out. I, they, I they're don't out. think you can hate Patrick Mahomes. But they
3: do, though. He's like one of the most trolled athletes. There was some survey because people, people are jealous. You know how it works, Levine. People get jealous. And they start talking down. or They don't think you're all that. I mean, they're, they're seeing it. And eventually the Chiefs are going to take that Patriots role, which is
0: fine. That means you're good. If people hate you, it means you're good. A lot of people should be jealous of Kansas City, you know, and a lot of cities should be. Chicago, New York, Los Angeles. I'm not saying they haven't had any championships, but if my memory serves me correct, the Royals went to the World Series in 14. The Royals went back to the World yeah. Series and won it in 15. And then in, what, 18, 19, and 20, the Chiefs hosted the AFC Championship game? Come on. This is the Golden Arrows. Like pitch sports. ourselves
3: because we, we, you're from this town. I'm from this town. There was a lot, of, a lot of not having that happen. A lot of sitting there and watching other teams in the postseason. My whole life. Yes. Me too. Like, I'd gone 50 years. I, I, I'm 48, and I'd never seen the Chiefs in a Super Bowl. You don't look for a day over Isabel. 68. Thank you. Appreciate that. Yeah. And that was a backhanded compliment. That was bad, by the way. But No, it was mean. Uh, but uh, I don't care, though. I thought it was funny. <laughs> it is funny. I think you're probably right. It's face for radio, right? 62. Face for radio. That's why I don't do those fancy TV things. That's why I don't get any segments. You know, they usually have radio guys come on to do – That's why I don't do them. I right? can see that. They don't want that. They don't no. want this. No. You know, I'm, I'm not I'm – not, 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 Handsome enough for him, right? I'm good. I'm good on the radio. So,
0: stay here. You're a pretty good-looking guy, Jay. No, I'm just hey, saying Pretty good-looking
3: guy. They guys. don't see it. They don't see it. Don't, it's neither here nor there. No, nobody cares. But the bottom line is, same coaching. That's why last year during the pandemic is like, well, the Chiefs are gonna have a chance because every coach is back. Like remember doing Zoom calls? You and all the coaches already knew these players. There wasn't. There was two players like Damien Williams and Laurent Davarny, Tarde. They didn't have like, but they knew. They knew what the players were. That's why I need the Chiefs. Would be at the head of the list. It took the Buccaneers. Again, this team was 7-5, the Bucs. It took them all the jokes. They weren't used to each other. The coaches weren't
0: used to the players. It's probably especially nice for the rookies. You so, know? I
3: mean, is there any is there any stretch of the... Like, why Nick Saban in Alabama, they always win anyway. But is there... I mean, yeah, Saban, his coach, yet to do all the players. There's no... Re- I mean, it is a system, and it's, it's it's run, like, professionally, and it's done right. There's no... There's, it's no mystery why Alabama wins a national title, and the Chiefs go to the
0: Super Bowl last year in a pandemic. The coaches that get of the pandemic are the ones that are going to succeed. And, again, for those rookies like last year, like a Snead or like a a, a, um, a Clyde Edwards-Alaire, when you don't have the same amount of practices, when it's not normal, when it's not like you expected it to be, your outcome, your production is a little bit different. So it's starting to feel a little bit more like it's been the rest of our lives with training camp. Hopefully there's going to be full capacity at these NFL games. And knock on what it feels According like. According to Goodell Slowly but surely starting to get back to normal, normal-ish
3: not normal to eat a hot dog and a beer and watch a baseball game. Then it became normal. <laughs> then it became normal again. One hot dog. Who are you kidding, Jay? I once asked Joey Chestnut if he can go to a game and eat one hot dog. Because he loves baseball. Chestnut.
0: Isn't that your boy?
3: Uh, yeah. I said, man, can you ever just go? He's big time now, though. Man. But he was cutting his teeth on it. He's a big Ace fan. He likes George Brett and the Royals, too. He like. Likes the, he's a big baseball guy. I like, said, can you go to the ballpark, Joey? Let's be honest. You've shoved, like, 73 hot dogs in your mouth in 10 minutes. Can you really go to a ballpark, get a hot dog and a beer, next, and actually enjoy yourself without, like,
0: stuffing yourself? I forgot how much I love doing radio with you. It's a little <laughs> bit like talking to my 7-year-old <laughs> nephew. Like, we could be talking about the Power Rangers, then we're back to yeah, talking it's, about it's the Chiefs, then like we're it. talking about the Oceans. It's fun, man. It is
3: fun. It's a lot of things come to my mind. Uh, but anyway, coming up next, though, this is interesting, because C- Chris Jones and this is why this whole snow cone thing got started. It's all Cody Tap and Alex Gold. I put a lot of this on Cody Tap because now Chris Jones, Stone Cold Snow Cone Jones. It's like one of those cats that are stray, and then you feed them, they come back. Like Chris Jones is coming back now for snow cones every day. So there's Levine and I. Chris, we're sitting there doing a show. Jones is staring at us from from you know 15 feet away or whatever because we've got these barriers. It was a little awkward. I pulled like a who me? And are you he's to looking me? at. He won a snow cone. And so we had to go, and Sean went and got him a snow cone, a tiger blood is what they called it, and he gave Chris Jones a snow cone. Well, here's the whole story behind that, plus an incident with Jaron Reed blowing up a toilet back at the training camp facilities. one of my favorite interviews I've heard for a long time. But anyway, that's coming up next.
0: Coverage from training camp with Jay Binkley continues on your official broadcast partner of the Kansas City Chiefs, 610 Sports Radio. Catch the Whit Merrifield Show Mondays at 11 with Cody and Gold 610
3: Sports Radio Welcome back to the Chiefs training camp special Jay Binkley, Sean Levine, Rocco Scarcello Producing the operation I got a tweet from Alan that said uh, Hey, you let machines say that uh, Mahomes can't get any better I I don't think he meant it that way He's he's already damn good How do you get better? But He he even said he's going to get better he just will. It's just natural course of action. When you get older, you get better. Okay, give me specifics. But he's already at the, what, he's, he's whoops, already at the top. What's his
0: arm going to get better? Are you going to get more accurate? He's he going to get more the game He'll
3: just know the game better, process things a little bit different. He just gets, it's like Aaron Rodgers got better with the age. Fine wines get better with the age. Of course, he's already at the top. It's hard, because then it sounds like you're slighting. And it's hard to say you're slighting him because he's already at the top of his game. So it's, t- it's tough to dance
0: around that one. Oh, it's, it's, it's far. He's already at top of his it's game. It's far from a slight. It's essentially saying that yeah. I'm sure that. Picasso got better every single time that he put out work, except it's going to be very difficult to I'm not to sure tell. about that, though. Uh, maybe
3: not. Mozart cause... got better in composing, maybe. Yeah, Although makes... some of his early
0: stuff was good, you know, I don't know. Yeah, maybe. Again, <laughs> I should probably get back to football, since I don't know what I'm talking about with either. those particular gentlemen. I'm just saying... Hey. I'm sure Patrick Mahomes is going to be a better version than he's been the last couple of years. It's just tough to imagine how.
3: You just know the defenses and what teams are throwing at you because every every week you get something new thrown at him. I mentioned Chris Jones. He uh, came by here for a snow cone earlier. Well, the tradition started during this particular interview. He joined Cody and Gold after practice, and now he comes by for this every day. Here's Chris Jones with Cody and Gold this week.
1: How you guys doing? What's going on, Chris? I was going to say you were about to pull a veteran move. You were going to sit in the cart and sit in
2: the shade. Oh, 1,000%. I offered the lady the cart first, but I'm, I'm definitely moving in. It's <laughs> extremely hot out here. Today. Yeah, how, how are
1: you guys doing that? Because we're, we're just doing a radio show, and we're sweating like crazy. I heard you interacting with some of the fans earlier, and it sounded as if you needed some, some energy from them to kind of keep you guys going through it.
2: I did, man. Um, I haven't felt this type of weather, and uh, it's been a while. It's been a while. But, um, it's great to be back great to have the fans back. Um, great to be back where uh, we can interact with the fans. You know, last year, um, unfortunately, uh, dealing with COVID, we wasn't able to have fans or interact with fans. So, you know, um, it's great to have their presence.
4: When you're, when you're getting back into it, how different does it feel one year from the next? You say, yeah, it's great to have their presence, but, you know, I feel like you were the guy who must have fed off of that for years.
2: Um, I'm old now. (laughs) But it's good, man. For years, sorry. I shouldn't have done that to you. It's good, man. Um, The feeling just being back around my brothers. uh, Get out here and play the game that I love to play. And, uh, you know, um, be around the team, Uh, most importantly. You know, um, St. Joe puts you in a mindset for uh, 17 days where you're isolated and it's nothing but ball so it's fun for me it's a way to decompress and uh, focus on football
4: is that what those conversations turn like at? you know we found out what some other guys were watching on netflix and stuff too which i'm sure is part of this but has it just become this isolated conversation about football or what are the other things that normally come up
2: um this is where you know, we actually come a little closer because we're, we're not able to have our families and um, the only way we can communicate with them is through phone call. We don't have that much time to kind of communicate with family within the schedule that they have us planned around. So um, this is where we become closer with our teammates and uh, our buns start to kick in and the chemistry of the team starting um, to tighten up.
1: I got to ask, how's the the dorm food? How's
2: the food set up here? Listen, I I would never talk bad about the food, but uh, (laughs) it's definitely remind you of – of college. It's, it's different. It's very different. But, um, you know, for 17 days, I don't mind to play the game I love.
4: Are you a picky eater? Because, like, my co-host, Gold, he's a very, very picky eater. Like, chicken nuggets and macaroni only as an adult. Man, <laughs> are you are you past that stage of your life?
2: Uh, I'm not, man. I'm not. I'm very picky. <laughs> um, I try to do two greens a day. Um, you know fortunately for us we get we get the french fries every day, so uh <laughs> unfortunately for me, I've been craving french fries for for some odd reason but um they 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 give us a buffet style where we're able to choose multiple things and uh have a lot of different options to choose from so are the linemen, are you guys pushing together the like the, the twin beds or how how does that work because there's no way there's no way that twin beds working for you uh, listen you gotta push together the twin at <laughs> cell beds, make it a keen bed and uh, put you a mattress topper on it and uh, (laughs) roll with it. Roll with it, man.
4: Who's your roommate this year?
2: Um, I was fortunate enough to get Jaron Reed. So, you know, he's a very interesting guy. Me and him uh, has become closer. uh, First day. He overflooded the toilet. I don't know what type of <laughs> royal rumble he had going on, but uh, it's fun. It's fun. <laughs> I hope maintenance
4: got there quick.
2: Um, you know the fire alarm went off. Everybody woke up. You know, wait, this but was in the it, middle of the night. Um, it was. It was. Uh, it, you know, he had a royal rumble. You know, <laughs> I think they had chili the night before. So
1: yeah. we're talking to Chris Jones here on Six Ten Sports. Ready? You bring up Jaron Reed. Uh, other than the toilet issue, as far as him on the field, it seems though that move is kind of allowing you to to go outside. A a little bit we were watching you is it is it a little bit different for you to be with the defensive
2: end group and, and not with your your guys in the interior it's more so fun for me um interesting um, I get to play with both sides you know I, I've always tried to preach to for them to move me around the defensive line since fast got here and um fortunate for me we was able to uh, acquire Jared Reed this offseason and he's a vital piece to this defense you know he's um he, he's a perimeter, perimeter three tech in this league. And, you know, he's made a name for himself, and we got him for one year. Hopefully we can have him for five or six years, and uh, um, he's allowed me to move in and outside on variations of different um, schemes on this defense.
4: How much inside versus outside do you think you'll play? Do you, do you get any sense
2: of it early? Um, you know, it depends on what team, what game, what game plan we have. I can't give too much disclosure of information, <laughs> but uh, it's by game plan. When
4: you're looking at um, his move to the inside, you said the move to the outside and stuff for you. How hard was it to relearn some of it? I know the techniques are kind of the same, but the, the position is different, right?
2: yeah, the the different it's very different. you know um, playing three tech, you know interaction is very fast, the hand-to hand comeback. It happens right now because you use like two steps you are right there. And with defensive end, you have so much room, you like on your own little island. So um, it was uh, it was challenging at first to, to get to learn it, but I, I'm excited about the move. We're talking to Chris Jones here on 610 Sports Radio.
1: I know you're an SEC guy. You had to be excited about Mississippi State winning the, the College World Series. Hey,
2: hell State, baby, Hill State.
1: What do you make of all this realignment stuff then at this point? Are you excited? It looks like Oklahoma and
2: Texas are headed over to your guys. Listen, um, you know everybody want to be part of the the greatest conference in college, SEC, <laughs> the best co- uh, conference in college, and you know, um, it just bring more competition to our league. You know, I, I wish they would have moved when I was there. You know, um, Mizzou still trying to transition to the SEC. You know, but do you, um, give Nick, do
1: you give Nick Bolton a little a little bit of crap for that.
2: It, Of course, man, of course. You know, all these guys want to act like their SEC, the original SEC we know, especially the SEC West, the best division in the conference. So, um, you know, good for those guys.
4: It's uh, the Olympics time, Chris. I'm just curious. We found out that Clyde Edwards-Alaire is a big fan of dressage, which is just the, you know, fancy horse dancing essentially. What do you watch for the Olympics? Do you watch any of it?
2: Um, unfortunately, I haven't had time. I um, I watched the highlights of the USA Basketball Olympics. Unfortunately, those guys are having trouble. But I know Katie and Jason Tatum; they'll bring them along.
4: Do you? I mean, I guess are you still playing basketball in the offseason? You know it. You because know it. Patrick can't, so I always feel like it's funny to rub it in his face that other guys can't.
2: Listen, Pat isn't. You know, that's the quarterback of the team. He he hurt his finger. He can't throw. Uh, I <laughs> hurt my finger. I still got to get out and play. Uh, my toe get messed up. I still got to run. Pat Toe gets messed up. He can't throw off of it. So, with different type of positions. So I'm out there dunking on everybody. Tyreek, uh, I was fortunate enough this off to attend Tyreek um, celebrate. I mean, a celebrity game, and it was fun. You know, I dunked on him. Won MVP. It was amazing.
1: We're talking to Chris Jones here on 610 Sports Radio. So many of your teammates throughout the offseason have talked about that lasting feeling you guys had from from down in, in Tampa against the Buccaneers. Is that something that just continues even to this day and throughout this season you feel like there's no question about what you, you
2: have to motivate you? Is that the game? Have you gone back and watched it? Um, I've watched it a couple times, but, um, you know, it's a new year every year. Um, you can't look at it last year. You know, we made it there last year. We didn't close the deal. So, you know, we've got to see what we can do better leading to this season. And um, challenge each other. You know, my uh, my 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 goal this all this season is to get one percent better every day. Um, challenge my teammates to get one percent better every day. And if we continue to do that and keep that pace going, um, by the time we reach the season, we can just keep it striving.
4: New year, new position. How many sacks?
2: You know, I don't really put no number on it. Uh, <laughs> but um, we, we trying to exceed expectations, man. Um, hopefully, the whole group have fifty. We be the um, the highest leading group in sacks and. Um, You know, we'll see where it goes. I'll talk to you after the season and see, uh, (laughs) was my expectations right?
1: Chris Jones joined us here on 610 Sports Radio. Appreciate it, man. We'll let you get inside.
2: Hey, appreciate you guys. I just got to ask one question. Okay. Could you guys grab me a a snow cone? Please. Is it too late? Chris Jones, they go and get
3: him the snow cone. It was a lot of fun. That is where the tradition began. Right there is it's Cody Gwynn, got in the snow cone. Sean Levine, thanks for uh, coming out here today. Much appreciated, my friend. Man, thanks for dragging me out of the garage. It feels Enjoyed good. It. It feels Enjoyed good, it, brother. Rocco Scarcella producing the o- operation. Josh Vernier comes with Vern's on deck show. Royals and Blue Jays. Mike Miner coming up next.
0: Coverage from training camp with Jay Binkley continues on your official broadcast partner of the Kansas City Chiefs. 610 Sports Radio.